Hey guys, welcome to the VK Business Club podcast. I am your host, Vanessa, and in today's episode, I'm speaking with my first ever guest speaker, lovely Janet Haywood, who is the founder of Cosmos Certified and luxury skincare brand, Ipsen Skin. So Janet and I have actually known each other for a very long time, and I have had the privilege of working in her business from a branding and marketing perspective. And so in today's episode, we speak about the ins and outs of creating a product, why it's so important to have a clear understanding of your brand values and how you can actually integrate them across all aspects of your brand, why she loves to personally thank every single one of her customers and the different types of marketing integrations and automations she uses that help her run her business successfully, especially in this current climate. So Janet shares some incredible pieces of advice and words of wisdom, and I'm hoping that you can take them on board and start integrating them into your uh, current experience at the moment. I hope you guys enjoy this interview and if you'd like to follow, subscribe or leave a review, I would be ever so grateful. Without further ado, enjoy the episode, guys. Okay. All right. So the first question that I ask every guest is how did you spend your morning today? Interestingly, it's a busy morning this morning. Um, never, never a dull moment and never a planned day at Ipsum. Um, so this morning I had to get up super early to normally, so normally I get up and take the dog for a walk and ease into a nice morning with a nice breakfast and then start the day. Today it was a bit different because, um, I've got a slot to get some empty vessels up to my manufacturer, um, so I can get my later, a new batch of product ready. So I had to get up really early, go down to the warehouse, make sure that everything was there and um, tops and bottoms for the packaging. And then organize that all to be sent off to my manufacturer. My, my products, I, my headquarters are in Sydney, um, but my manufacturing happens at a Cosmos Organic Certified Facility in Byron. So um every I get everything here for initial quality control and then it all goes off to Byron so that's so my morning and then I came back poor dog didn't get a walk because it's pouring with rain today so and he doesn't like going out actually it's not me (laughs) the dog actually doesn't like going out in the rain which is quite bizarre so he's all snuggled up in a blanket on the chair so had a really nice breakfast um breakfast important meal of the day Uh, breakfast is one of my favorite meals so have breakfast and then um then yes ready to start the day so okay so for people who don't know um you or Ipsen Skin could you just give us a little overview of who you are what you do so what Ipsen Skin actually is and why you do what you do yeah okay um always a challenging question isn't it that one <laughs> to start to put everything in your elevator pitch um so my name is Janet Haywood and um I've had quite a long history in the world of beauty um I actually started out life as a journalist and then um sort of morphed into having being a co-founder of a business that actually facilitated the work of other journalists um with a, an online portal um, and then now, um, so that, that business um, was acquired by another company, another media company. And so now it left me some time to develop my passion, which was um, to create a skincare range of my own, which is Ipsum Skin. 
Um, and Ipsum is Cosmos Organic Certified. It's a range that uses um, just pure native plant oils from plants that, um, for oils that are extracted and distilled from plants where they grow best in the world. And then they're supercharged with our own amazing Australian botanicals. So um, that's the kind of key to giving them their efficacy, I guess. So, and the brand, I launched the brand January, 2019, um, sort of worked on it for three years before I launched it. Um, but now it's been around since 2019 and um, I love every day of my working life. <laughs> oh, okay. So skincare in itself, right? I imagine there's a lot of moving parts to actually first of all like you think of like the creation process of an actual skincare range and then it's like actually getting from like a to z so in the most brief way possible for people who have no idea what mm. would you say first of all like what actually is involved in that from like the start to finish process like how much of of a say do you have in you know what products you actually want to take out to market um, you know, what are the ingredients? How do you source those ingredients? Can you just kind of give us a bit of a rundown on like a day in your life when it comes to creating a skincare product? Yeah, well, you're right. There are many moving parts and the terrifying thing is they all have to come together at the same time. Otherwise, it all falls apart. So um, basically, I... The easiest way of making a, of starting with a skincare brand is to really just look at what kind of products people buy and what they like. Whenever you create a product, people always say you've got to look at what your market wants. You've got to look and see what people want. Um, yes, you do need to do that. But I also knew what I wanted. Um, and so I basically made things that I really like and then just hoped hope that everyone else would. Um, so, but there are a lot, a lot of moving parts. And the reason I started my brand actually is because I'm passionate about ingredients. I love understanding and learning about ingredients and particularly Australian ingredients, because as you can hear, I'm originally from the UK, but I've lived in Australia for 27 years. So I've been here a long time. So I decided when I wanted to make my skincare range that I actually wanted to, um, look at all the ingredients myself and actually work alongside a formulator, um, because I'm obviously not a formulator, but I'm so passionate about ingredients. So, so the way I work with my brand is I concept um, the ingredients that I want to put in there for specific reasons. And then I work with a formulator to make sure that number one, it's going to work. And then number two, that everything is in there to kind of um, make the product um, compliant for stability um, and, and all of that kind of thing. So um, it's, that's, that's quite the scientific detail part of um manufacturing I don't necessarily get heavily involved in because I'm not a scientist <laughs> um but um yeah so so ingredients are one thing then you've got to find the right packaging the packaging that's compatible with those ingredients because some some isn't also for me um I am quite a greenie I'm quite enviro so I wanted to make sure that everything um was um sort of eco-friendly and sustainable and that I'm not draining the earth of resources unnecessarily and that everything can be recycled so that was that was quite important for me as well then I also wanted to make sure that it had third-party accreditation so I wanted Cosmos certification that's Cosmos is recognized globally so I, I kind of intended I wanted to sell my products overseas as well as in Australia so um, so I went down that road as well 
Um, then you've got to look at your labeling and your boxes. And so there are so many moving parts and you have to make sure that everything is, as I said before, everything is all ready at the same time, because obviously you can't go into manufacture unless all your packaging is available and your labels are available and you're out of packaging. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think like just knowing you, Janet, I know that you are such a huge advocate for quality um, you know, across the board of all the packaging and branding perspectives. So the ingredients, the finishing touches, uh, your messaging, the way that you convey, um, you know, your story across like, you know, your emails and when you speak to people personally on Instagram, things like that. So in all in all, like how much would you say, how long would you say it would actually take to bring a skincare product to market? Like, would it be months or would you be looking at maybe like years? If you kind of have a starting point where you know what your branding is going to be and you know who you want to make the product for, you know where you might want to sell it, um, you and 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 you also are not so hell bent on being involved in every step of the way, you could probably bring something to market within a year. Um, you know, even if you're working with what they call a contract manufacturer who would just make the product for you, there's plenty of companies out there that actually. Um, they just produce, they produce a standard amount of product and then you can literally go and buy that product and put it in your own packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some, there are, and there's no, no problem with that because the product's made beautifully. And, you know, if you, if you're not as hell bent on actually being involved in every step of the way, and you just want to produce a product to sell that, that is possible. Um, for me, it would have limitations because, you know, part of the reason of a success of a product is its uniqueness. You've got to, I believe you need to have an absolute unique selling point. It's um, some other people don't necessarily think that, I think. But um, but yeah, I, I think you could do it in a year. But but you, you've got to also remember that what's in your head is not necessarily what other people can interpret as well. I mean, for instance, I... Uh, it took in answer to your original question it took me about three years to get to the point where I could actually literally go and talk to my formulator to say this is what I want and let's get going because I knew exactly my I knew exactly what my branding would be Um, but then to get someone to actually do that for me was actually quite hard because they were kind of insisting on putting their little touch to it and uh, and I was kind of like no I don't want that I knew exactly (laughs) <laughs> what I wanted that's actually really hard but but can I just say that's one thing um I know we're going to get to this but that's one thing that I love about working with you Vanessa is that I mean you and I have known each other for a long time um and we get each other and that is that is the one thing I would say is so important for any brand whether you're doing skincare food wine whatever floristry whatever whatever product you're or whatever kind of service that you're offering you need to know that the people you work that you're going to work alongside actually understand you and that you will also understand them because it is a it's a very kind of um close close project if you like you know and you you have to be able to understand each other quite well and you have to not mind if you both get a bit snippy sometimes although you and I actually don't do that but I know I know some people do in businesses, you and I don't. But um, but like, for instance, when I needed to redesign my website, I'd, I had a website with a, um, a, a previous version of my website, actually, which was actually produced in Wix, a, a different platform. 
um, which served me very, very well. And I loved the design of that, served me very well for the initial launch of my brand. But as it got bigger, um, I needed something that could offer me more um, feedback, I guess, more analysis, uh, more analytics on the back end, um, and also be just a little bit easier to use and to be really consumer friendly. Um, and that was when you and I started talking again, and you were an ace in working with Shopify, and so that which is my new platform. So it was obvious that again, you know, when you know when you kind of have an idea of what you want, but you want to work with someone who can actually bring that to life, it makes so much difference. And so choosing the right person to work with is is so key. Thank you so much for people who don't know. Janet actually used to be my boss. So yes, very hilarious. But um, anyway, yes, yeah, so very lucky. I think it's the Gemini in you, Janet, that we just get along yeah. so well. But honestly, okay. I will say branding is pro- like it is such a personable experience, and there's so many like branding to someone can mean something different. Like you could perceive branding to be different to what someone else perceives it to be, and I think it's like when you align with that person. Um, mm-hmm. you can feel and see their vision it just makes it so much easier and I think that's the biggest thing that I will say I find a lot of the time people just don't they can't connect with the vision and if you don't get mm-hmm. it from the very start it's just a disaster if I'm being honest but thank you so much for saying that because obviously I'm a huge advocate for Ibsen we all know we laugh at my like haha she has like 20 Ibsen lip balms oh my gosh she's obsessed <laughs> and also we need to talk about it the Kim Kardashian. Can you tell us the story? First of all, how did Kim Kardashian even get her hands on the iconic Ibsen lip balm? Well, I it, honestly, I'm still staggered by this <laughs> because, because it's one of those how on earth moments. But even though I'm still a very small company, um, I have got a distributor in the US, um, but they specialize in just Um, dealing in only very small apothecaries. So I'm just in a few places um, in the US, but one of them is extremely key and I'm so excited. Um, It's Joanna Czech and she is the skin whisperer to who's who in America. So, um, and I'm embarrassed to say, I didn't know until they told me (laughs) that how important she is. So I was absolutely, absolutely thrilled. The the reason I didn't know is because even though I've worked in beauty for a long time, I'm not a typical person, as you know, Vanessa, um, who is really into like spending a lot of time on myself because I just don't have the time. So so even though I'd heard Joanna Check's name banded around and I was aware of this amazing technique that she does, um, and it is an amazing technique, I didn't quite understand her list of clientele. Um, anyway, it's it's very impressive, and Kim Kardashian is one of them. And um, so, so I, it's it's quite an amazing story. So anyway, because of lockdown, um, they're they're doing all of the consultations with Joanna um, happen over Zoom. So she sends all the products over to um, over to her clients. And then they have a session over Zoom while she does maintenance work, basically. And then when everyone everyone was allowed to start flying again, they can all go back and carry on having their lovely treatments. Um, but because Joanna actually stocks Ipsum in her 
in her salons, but also sells it online um, throughout via her portal as well. Um, we are now, Ipsum's now part of her repertoire that she recommends to her lovely clientele. <laughs> so imagine my shock where I woke up one morning, um, it's about seven o'clock to my phone pinging. And it was actually a lovely brand that I'm friends with in Finland, um, another organic brand. It was one of the girls from there, Jenny, was sending me a message going, OMG, have you seen your Instagram? And I was like, well, no, because I've been asleep. Um, difference in the time. And um, anyway, I looked at it and I and I thought she meant that her product was in there. So I was like, congratulations, well done. And she went, no, it's actually yours. <laughs> so then I, I looked at the picture really closely and there was my lip balm on uh, Kim Kardashian's desk in front of her laptop as Jana Cech was actually going through the repertoire of products that she has to use and she was using Ipsum lip balm so I was beside myself obviously with excitement and thinking how on earth is this happening to me this is fantastic and then what was really lovely is um, it was picked up here in Australia by um, the Daily Mail so that was actually pretty major that was pretty good so the power of PR Mm. is really important and to work with a good um, professional PR team is is quite important. Mm. Honestly, it was probably um, probably a highlight of my my life as well. I'm not going to take all the credit, but Janet calls me and she's like, "Have you seen it? Oh no, you sent me the article," and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, Kim Kardashian, oh my god!" And Janet was like, "Yes, yes, you know." And I was like laughing and I was like, oh God, make sure you've got enough lip oil balms for me because I'm not having it. Like Kim Kardashian taking all these lip balms. Anyway, I'm reading through the article and then all of a sudden I just stop and she's like, Pinky. And I'm like, they quoted me. <laughs> and the quote itself, iconic. It was like, one, um, you know, one customer says, oh, I've got five of them. I've got one in my bag, one in my car, one at home, one in this, one in that. And I was like, literally, that is me. Like, I have made it. Thank you so much. And I was just laughing. Like, Janet was like, literally like in hysterics. And she goes, I thought you saw it. That's why you were calling me. And I was like, I didn't even see it. <laughs> you were actually more excited about you being quoted saying that you've got a lip balm in every, every place than the fact that I had Kim Kardashian mentioned. Which honestly, honestly, when I say that I share my client's success, I'm not kidding you. When I hear dings on that Shopify, like I'll be on, like Janet and I do weekly catch ups. And um, if I hear the Shopify ding, like a purchase I'm like who bought from us what's going on like it's a very like I'm literally obsessed when my clients have wins I have wins like it's it's very Mm. exciting but yeah that was just like honestly I mean that in itself is iconic but you've also been featured across like amazing media publications like you've been across like international vogue and you know uh, attended all these incredible events like you've met these amazing people like Given that it is lockdown right now, I know that it is quite challenging for businesses to, um, I guess, not reinvent the wheel, but how do you stay relevant? How do you keep your peace of mind? Yeah, well, um, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. It's it's one of those things that, like in my, in my case for Ipsum, I, I did have a focus on selling overseas, mainly because, um, I don't know, I think it's always harder to sell in your own country um and so and and so I kind of wanted to get some accreditation from overseas and some 
authority from overseas before I tried to make the cut over here. Um, but that, as you say, lockdown was really hard because all of a sudden I couldn't travel and I couldn't go overseas. And, and when you can't actually be there with people when you're selling in a shop, it's actually hard because it's not it's not just a case of just putting your product in a store and then leaving it and hoping they get on with it. You've got to nurture that. You've got to make sure that you're, um, you're kind of giving as much support as possible to all of those retailers. It's, it's not an easy thing. And it's exactly the same with a website. You know, there's a misconception that you can, anyone can launch a website and go live and the customers will come. No, that doesn't happen. I'm sure you've heard that from lots of people, Vanessa. And yes. <laughs> um, so, so it is, it is, you have to keep, keep working it it's not you know I mean really literally people talk about it being a side hustle it's actually a full-time hustle um because uh, I mean mine mine is my full-time job I don't have another job so I have to make it work to make a living um so it is it is full-on and I think what lockdown has done is actually made made us work even harder so the question you have about mental health is really important because you know you can easily have some great highs when you have lots of sales and you know that goes really well um and then you can have lots of sort of dives when suddenly you think gosh you know what's happened it's all gone very quiet and you know be so I think one of the main things about maintaining your mental health is to just be realistic and be fair about it to yourself. You know, it, it, I know this is kind of a bit of a cliche and people, people talk about this all the time, but you know, nobody is ever an overnight success. I think it happens a lot in the States actually, where there's lo loads of influencers and suddenly they launch a lipstick or whatever, and suddenly they're everywhere and, you know, they're making, making a huge fortune. I mean, even with Huda, with Huda Beauty, she, she worked so hard as an influencer and worked so hard with, with chemists and formulators and with a company before she was able to launch her amazing color palettes and things. I mean, her makeup range is beautiful. It's absolutely lovely, but it did not happen overnight. And so I think, you know, I think you can be really hard on yourself and to say, well, why isn't this happening really quickly? But it does take time. And Building, building a good um, following on your Instagram is good. And that doesn't mean to say you've got gazillion, you know, gazillion followers. I don't have loads of followers, but I have very engaged people because I like all my customers. I'm, I, as I know, I noticed at the beginning, of, this is just an aside, but I noticed at the beginning, you told me to be brief in my, my response. <laughs> <and I never laughs> no, it's so good though. And honestly, I'll just interject quickly. Like uh, Janet is the person, like if you're following Ibsen, it's not someone else messaging you or talking or commenting back. It is Janet. Janet is so personable. Yes, <laughs> personal with her experience. You could literally message Janet, and I know people do this. They send you emails all across, you know, any time of the day. And Janet is literally so excited because she thoroughly, like, you just love it so much and you love helping people. And, like, they can ask you, like, what kind of uh, product do you recommend for my skin tone? Or, like, can I use this if I'm pregnant? Like, all these questions that I, I really do think a lot of people lose that touch when they get too big too soon because then you lose that um, that personable connection. So I, do, I think that you have one of the most, like, authentic approaches to keeping your audience and your customers, um, you know, just, yeah, just, like, connected with you. And I think you do such a great job at that. Well, thank you because... Thank you for that, because um, it is something that I'm, I don't know, for me, it just seems 
the right thing to do. I know for some products, you know, you might not need to do that. You know, if you've, um, if you say have, I'm going to pluck something out of the air, if you've got silk scrunchies for your hair or something that you're, you, you're wanting to retail, which are actually a really good idea at the moment, everyone needs scrunchies. So if anyone needs- take that idea, no commission needed. Totally go with silk scrunchies because they're, they're lovely. Um, but, um, but, you know, if it's something, if it's something like that, where, you know, it's, it's, it, um, I don't know how can I describe it it's not customizable like you don't really need to have someone say this is how you use it this is what you do it's very straightforward like whereas we can in images on your website or something you can show how to create hairstyles it's like like buying a scarf how people used to do those things but I suppose I like to actually because I suppose it's about um efficacy and and suitability and ingredients and talking about whether things are right for someone I you know rightly or wrongly am actually really passionate about that so I love actually love talking to the customers I really love it you know when one really lovely woman was texting me at one point and I realized I mean I was actually in bed because it was a it was midnight I realized afterwards and I thought oh gosh I've been actually texting someone at midnight but she obviously thought it was okay to text me as well but we were having this full-on conversation about her skin um but I actually genuinely do like like doing that so um you know, I, so for me, it feels right. But I but I also know that for some people, you know, if they've got a couple of different websites with different businesses, or they may have a retail shop, as well as uh, like a physical retail store, as well as an online retail store, it might not be feasible for them to do that. So I don't think it's terrible to not do that by any means. And, you know, sometimes, you know, just having simple, um, frequently asked questions is a really good idea to have on your website for things that, you know, you can answer whether it's the size of something people want to know or recommendation of seasonality of something, something like that. But for me, I think because my products are so personal that I like to actually have that that dialogue with them. Mm. Um, and I and I get very excited if anyone comments on my Instagram. I love it. I know. <laughs> and yes, I love all the emojis. I'm like, yes, Janet. But um, <laughs> one thing that Janet does, and as I do, uh, you know, I do a lot of Janet's like marketing stuff and things like that. I get cross at her, but then I'm like, you know what? I understand why you do it. And I like, obviously this isn't going to work for everyone, but I just want to, like, I want to point it out because I think it's really important for going back to my question of like, you know, how do people um, really just own this time at the moment? I think personable experiences at every touch point is probably by far one of the most important like things that you can do. So we have these automations in place for um, Ibsen and the one that we don't do because Janet <laughs> likes to personally thank her customers. So can you talk us through like, I guess, why you do that and, you know, the importance yeah. of doing that for you? So I know that, um, I know that Shop. I mean, this is the good thing about Shopify actually is it does have so many automated parts on it. So you can, you can sort of send out as soon as someone's placed an order, it can automatically send out an email to say what the order is and everything. But I prefer to do that personally because um, I actually like to make a comment about what they've bought or I might like to um, stress that if there's a slight delay in postage or something like that. So, yeah, I do. And to my, it's not to a detriment, but I'm often working very late at night because I want to make sure (laughs) they've all gone out um, because, um, yeah, 
I, I just prefer to, I prefer to do it. Mm. Um, it's a bit like the abandoned cart scenario. I have a bit of an issue with that too, which I know you'll laugh about because um, Vanessa did give me some very good, uh, good advice on this and, and we found a really good compromise. And this is, this is my point about working very closely with people that are supporting you in your business that, um, that are actually get you. So, you know, obviously most people would, would, or, or lots of people like to say, yeah, just do the abandoned cart. I know personally, my feeling about abandoned cart is that off, I get quite frustrated by those because, you know, often I've not abandoned a cart because I've forgotten I've abandoned a cart because I've changed my mind or, and I try and delete it and whatever. And sometimes you can't. Um, so I don't necessarily personally like to get abandoned cart emails. So therefore I don't necessarily like to send them out from Ipsum. So what I loved about your suggestion for my business was to say, well, why don't you send one just 12 hours later, not, not two weeks later, which is what a lot of them are, to say, there is still something in your cart. Did you know? You know, as opposed to saying, hey, go and buy this and we'll Complete give you. Your yeah, it's not like an aggressive way of being like, can you just like finish your payment? It's more saying, hey, we noticed, you know, um, you've still got this. Would you like to complete your purchase? And it's so true about the language is everything when it comes to marketing, yeah. how you communicate it. And I think that your brand voice always is integrated through every piece of communication, whether that's your emails or your social media or your mm-hmm. website. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay if as a, as a business sort of start, as a startup, if you don't actually know what you want your voice to be as well, because I think only by talking with you, Vanessa, um, is how brands will come to that. I mean, for, for me, because I had a business before, I kind of knew how I wanted to still be in business. Um, so it that actually wasn't too hard for me to kind of maintain that stream running through all my communication levels. But um, but I think that if people need advice on that, you you would be perfect to give that because you've you've worked with so many different businesses. And you can identify how they want their business to be perceived because some people don't want that personal element. Some people would rather have um, a bit of a faceless um, sort of front to their business as well. There are some businesses that don't actually need to have that personal ability as well. You know, it's, um, it's interesting because I know, you know, a good example of that is sort of groceries. Do you remember, you know, a few years ago, you wouldn't have even thought of, wanting to personally connect with your grocery delivery. But I think what's happened with um, over the last few years is that idea of a boutique grocer that, you know, so, and I think Harris Farms does that really well. I'm, I'm a Harris Farms fan. I remember having this conversation in our last office with a few of the girls there where they were going, oh, I never buy the imperfect fruit. And I'm like, why not? That's how it grows. <laughs> what are you thinking? You don't want a perfectly shaped apple. That's not how they are naturally. I like the one with all the bit funny bits on them because you know, that's not being tampered with. Yes, <laughs> so, I love it. So I'm a massive fan of Harris Farms and they they actually do all of that really well. You know, I get my nice email from, I think it's David at Harris Farms and, you know, he even gives me a little code so I can get a discount off my shopping. I always forget to take it, but um, you can get like a, I know it's terrible remembering those, but you get a little code if you want to sign up for that. And, and that goes all the way down into the shop, physical shop itself. So anyone who has a physical shop and an online business to integrate that whole message is really important. It's like bringing that whole, um, that whole kind of, um, I don't know, experience to life. You can do that online as well as in a retail shop. So 
I think that's that's really important to do that. And Harris Farms is a very good a very good example of that. I think totally. And would you say for people who are um, in you know the skincare niche, um, would you recommend that they have a look at possibly what other people are doing within their niche just so they can get a bit of an understanding? Because maybe some people don't even know what their brand voice is and they don't even know where to start. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. The only thing I would say about that um, is just be aware that consumers are incredibly smart and incredibly um, savvy about their favorite skincare brands. And so by all means, look at other companies to get some inspiration. But I've seen this and it's so awful where you, you, um, there's a couple of, there's a couple of um, people that I follow that are very um, honest and open about how they talk about brands. They're very, I always think it's very brave because I would never dare, dare, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do this anyway. It's not my place to do it. And they are, they are kind of spokespeople, I guess, or influencers for, for brands. So you would expect it, but they notice if someone else is trying to ride on the back of someone else's um, sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but it's someone else's kind of vision. So what I would say is it's great to look at other companies and other brands and see what they do to use it as an inspiration or as a thought process. But but you kind of need to be, for want of a better word, authentic. I mean, everyone uses that word now quite, throws it away, you know, for everything. But you do need to, you do need to stand by and actually come, it needs to come from you really. But, but I mean, definitely you should look at what other people are doing and get inspiration from those for sure. I like to say also to clients, just from like an industry perspective, to see kind of like seasonal trends or, you know, what's happening. You can, especially if you're starting out and you don't really know like how to market yourself or what type of content to create or how to actually showcase your product. I would just say literally just in Google, you can just write, for instance, like, um, if you were, you know, like skincare in Australia and all the most recent um, searches come up so you can really customize that to your niche. Yeah. So don't just stick on Instagram. You want to have a look at literally every component and then also look at different websites and blogs, sign up to people's newsletters. I know you're a big fan of that as well. Like love a good newsletter. Um, yeah, there's just so many other ways. Like I don't put all your eggs in one basket and just, you know, like... Yeah strictly use Instagram but obviously it's like the first place that people go but yeah that's awesome and another thing that I was thinking about and I think it's really really nice what you do is you also (laughs) when lockdown happened or maybe it was a couple weeks ago but I remember you saying to me that you were personally dropping off obviously before the restrictions and all of that but you're personally dropping off you know parcels because you wanted to make sure that people get their products like I think all of that really does come back down to keeping the customer at heart because you know deep down that like you want someone to be happy and you want to make sure that, you know, like they obviously have a really great user experience, whether that's online or offline. And Mm -hmm. I think you just, yeah, you really, um, you are the perfect prime example of how to do it right when it comes to like, you know, customer experiences um, with whatever they're doing with their marketing and like their communication and stuff like that. So I really think that's a great one to take away for people, um, especially during this time is how can you think that, you know, a little person will touch even writing like a little um, handwritten note or maybe just sending them a quick little follow-up or yeah, things like that. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things you just kind of think how you'd feel if you, um, you know, it's, it's funny because some, some things that I've bought personally, um, 
during lockdown, which is awful, isn't it? Because you start going down that rabbit hole <laughs> of buying loads of things and then you get presents when they arrive, which is really nice. You look at your credit card bill. But um, but I had a lovely one from overseas and this I thought this was really impressive. So I bought something overseas from a very small manufacturer because I'd just seen it on on Instagram, actually. I know Pinterest is another one, actually, that people should use. I personally don't use Pinterest because I, I, I haven't got time really in my day to kind of get it. But I know that loads of skincare brands use Pinterest, which is um, another good, uh, good for, uh, platform. Um, but I'd found this brand on Instagram and I thought this is actually brilliant. I'm, I'm going to buy this. Um, and you know, they went extra mile on steroids. They literally, so I got an email first of all to say, yes, it was packaged and it was left. And and also a little note to say, look, it may take some time because of, you know, the restrictions of flights coming into Australia. Um, and then literally they'd sent me the tracking number, but they literally followed the tracking for me and would send me updates going, we've noticed it sitting in the airport in, in England. And, you know, so um, there's not much we can do about that, but we're going to keep an eye on this and make sure, you know, and literally, so I had this little, little message. Look, some people might be, you know, annoyed by that, but I thought that was actually really nice because, you know, it is annoying if you've ordered something and then you kind of almost forget about it and then suddenly realize one day, where is it? just followed it all the way through and then finally it arrived and so I actually obviously being me sent them a message going hey it's here and I really love it <laughs> so um so we had a, like a lovely little <laughs> a lovely little communication going for, uh, probably, probably nearly two months actually it's really sweet I feel like they're my best friends now <laughs> when I know to go back to England I'm gonna have to catch up with them for a coffee <laughs> <laughs> that's like me with the Shopify help people I'm always like yes, so yeah. if I'm on like a client's account they can obviously see the transcript of like me talking to the Shopify people. yeah and I've so done that with you honestly, <laughs> sometimes I forget I think it was you and you're like oh my gosh Vanessa you're literally like laughing with them like haha yeah how cool and like they're my friends and I'm like I don't even know I just feel like they're my besties like I'm always like hey guys we've got another problem what's happening here <laughs> Actually, though, you've just touched on something that I think is important, actually, because um, I know before we started this recording, I got stuck on a phone call with the government department and it took way longer than I thought. And um, but I just think, you know, you were talking about mental health earlier. And I think one of the things to remember is is to be kind to yourself, but also to remember that like, other people were all going through this together. So even though we get frustrated particularly when you've got a small business that you want things now and you want them to happen because otherwise they're going to call this big delay for you and you're going to get caught in this sort of domino effect of, you know, things not happening and suddenly you haven't got something delivered at the time you need it and all of that kind of thing. I think it's really important for yourself, but for other people as well, to just keep a lid on, you know, and understand, or just keep a lid on boiling up about things and just think that, look, we're all in it together, so... There's no, there's no point in getting overly anguished and to just be nice, you know, don't, there's no need to be stroppy with people or unkind because, you know, you always get the better out of people when you're nicer to them. So just do it, you know, just do it. And you, like, you, and you, and you feel better yourself, you know, you don't get yourself full of anguish and, you know, it, we're not saving lives you know, with, um, we are, the, the hospitals are, we're not. And so, you know, just because something's delayed or just because 
you can't have something, you know, it's been delayed in another country or whatever. The virus is affecting the world. So everyone has to be understanding. Yeah. And so I think that's I think that's good for your mental health. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just be kind and just know that every time you're speaking to someone, um, that's a person on the other side of that. And I that's yeah. literally one of the biggest things you like, I mean, kindness over everything. I think it helps put things into perspective and make you feel really good that warm, fuzzy feeling that we all need right now. So um, obviously we spoke about the Shopify and that is your website platform. We love Shopify. Like, hello, can you sponsor this podcast? We love you so much. Um, I mean, from your business perspective, you know, you are a small business and you need to have automations, integrations. You need to have things in place that are going to help you better your um, business experience from like, you know, from you through all the way to the customer. Um, what would you say to someone who is considering joining Shopify and, you know, they're obviously a small business, whatever their niche is, what would you say to them in terms of like your overall personal experience on Shopify and why you love it? And yeah, anything exciting that stands out from using Shopify? Well, because I've used another platform before, I did have a good comparison. Um, for me, Shopify is brilliant because it, it makes everything so easy easy and seamless in all aspects of working your or running your business so by that I mean even uploading information is really quite easy it's all it's all very streamlined um there's there's no complicated um areas I mean you don't even have to go into html at all really I mean I I sometimes do actually in one aspect of my site just because of spacing and that kind of thing, but but that's unique, you know. I, don't, I think or, or or unusual, I should say, not unique. It's um most of the time you can just literally type in normal normal font, so you don't need any special skill sets to to actually upload your information. The they have a range of templates as well. I mean, obviously you can customize them, which is your expertise, Vanessa, which has been invaluable. A couple of things that I chose on my template, I needed to change, and you did that really well brilliantly in fact um and i think um from an the analytics point of view is really good you get way more analytics on shopify than you do on any other platform that i've used so i can at a glance see not only stock levels and um sort of um uh, just which products are selling better than others, um, but you also get uh, all, the, all the data about your customers, how many times they've come back, what products they're buying most of, um, where whether there's anyone on the site at the moment. Um, all of those things are great. Plus, you also get the integrated um, newsletter, um, which is fantastic as well. So anyone who signs up on your site, there's no migration of data. Everything can all operate out of the one platform. And that's actually really valuable when you are a small business and you haven't got huge amount of resources. You haven't got a, a marketing person sitting next to you who's analyzing all that data. It's you. So to be able to do that from one platform is really good rather than going from um, two or three others. The other thing I should mention as well is that the plugins that are available, because we use quite a lot of plugins, don't we, on, on yeah. my site, um, and I also have a site in the UK and also in the US, but that was really easy to create those as well because the replication or duplication facility is fantastic with Shopify as well. You don't have to migrate absolutely. You don't, well, you don't have to rekey in everything. You can just migrate it quite in quite a straightforward manner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that that's been invaluable as well so um, and also different currencies and that kind of thing so the fact that we can have all these different plugins review plugins as well mm, I love it it's just yeah it's just it's just great so so for me it was a bit of an eye-opener for how much more time I had once I did migrate to Shopify um and also any amendments that we ever have to do are fairly straightforward, aren't they? We don't, the, nothing takes a lot of downtime. I know with my last platform, I'd have to literally book in to add even a new piece of media coverage. Whereas with this one, it just happens straight away, which is really good. So, um, so yeah, I, I, um, I don't think I would change from Shopify now I think um, and as you say the support's really great we've we've never had a problem we've never encountered a problem with Shopify of something that we wanted to do um, where we haven't been able to find a solution and I think that's good the, the support level is fantastic I think 10 out of 10 will confirm <laughs> yeah. well no I mean it's it's really funny isn't it because even though I had I kind of worked in digital before I had Ipsum I'm, I am a real Luddite, actually. I'm still a pen. I love a pen and paper. <laughs> and so, um, and so, you know, I'm not, but, but it's intuitive. Shopify is intuitive. You know, I can kind of sit there and before I even have a chance to phone you up going, Vanessa, how do I do this? It, I've suddenly gone, oh, I've actually done it. And I can say, Vanessa, I've actually done this. And I'm always like, really- anytime you message me, I'm like, don't touch anything. Don't do anything. Yes. Don't even touch it. And you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Okay, so switching gears, I want to ask you, where do you see Ibsen being, you know, even yourself in the next five years, where do you see Ibsen being, you know, how many people would you love Ibsen to be in their skincare cabinets? What are the goals for the business? Well, that's a really hard one, isn't it? Because you know what I'm like. I don't project very well. I just muddy a lot along with things but um do you know do you know for me I guess I guess when I first launched it it was important to me that I did get um a foothold into Europe and so I'd like to kind of extend what I do in the UK as well just because it's my birth country so um and I've got a really nice person that I'm working with over there so um hopefully that will happen and of course when we can travel again um we can try and spend a bit more time on that um but I would love to have some really solid, loyal fans in Australia, which is happening, which is nice um, because, you know, I guess the, our climate is not kind, naturally kind to our skin in, in Australia. We have extremes. I mean, our winters are really, you know, I mean, people talk about people in England say to me, oh, you know, you don't know cold weather. You live in Australia. And I'm like, are you kidding? It's freezing in winter. I just think I don't know why it feels colder here. Maybe it's our houses aren't geared for winter in Australia where they are in uh, in Europe because it does get flipping cold there. But I don't know, it just feels colder here. But our winds and our, our um, very cold, we get cold extremes, but then we get the really hot summer. For me, that's why our native botanical oils are so good for our skin while we live in this country. And so I would love to just help some women in Australia that are struggling with their skin to try and help them find their good solution with Ipsum because it's not a complicated range. So it's kind of doable for everyone. But I'm also realistic in knowing that, you know, there's there are so many brands out there and lovely brands as well. So, you know, there's room for all of us. So I guess my goal is to just keep keep doing what I'm doing and I'll, I'll grow. I've got new products coming out, which is nice. Um, 
well it's nice in one way and then causes the headache with all of the stuff that we talked about before and making sure everything lines up together um but um i've got new products coming out so hopefully there'll be something that appeals to to people and um i'd just like everyone to give it a try and see what they think but um but yeah not very but that's a bit of a lame answer isn't it sorry no it's good it's perfect <laughs> speaking of how people can um you know get in contact with you learn more so we'll put janet's all of her social media links down in the show notes we'll also put the website there and um yeah is there any other way that people can contact you um they can phone me <laughs> but, but you know I tell you I tell you what I get loads of um I get loads of communication via Instagram I, and I love that because I'm on Instagram obviously all the time yeah. so um that's my favorite platform actually I think so um for me I'm I'm always I'm always interacting with people on Instagram which I love so yeah I'm, I'm very happy for anyone to contact me very happy yeah I recommend if you're interested um because a lot of my friends know that I love Ibsen and a couple of them have bought a few before I reckon message Janet and just tell her your skincare problems slash issues concerns and Janet will give you a full customized solution and yeah you also get some really nice beautiful goodie like samples and stuff when you purchase and it's also free shipping if they are over sixty dollars in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Janet, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You're my first ever guest for the BK Business Club podcast, which I'm so grateful and excited. Um, I really appreciate just you as a human being and your passion and your enthusiasm. You really, truly oh. inspire me always. Anytime I'm having like a disheartened moment, in my business, you're the first person that I call because I just think you truly embody what it means to just be an, an authentic and passionate and, you know, incredible human who just wants to share your goodness with the world. So thank you so much for that. And I'm so excited for, I'm so excited for people to learn more about Ibsen and then hopefully try it and then they can become obsessed with the lip balm as well. And we can all talk about how obsessed we are with the lip balm. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank, thank you so much. That was actually such an honor to be your first podcast guest. And um, thank you as well. I mean, we have known each other for a long time and you've been such an invaluable help. So I just think that the service that you offer is fantastic. And, you know, your insight into the industry, into the whole industry in terms of not, not just obviously skincare, but in lots of businesses that you work across, um, you really do throw yourself um, heart and soul. And so I think what people get when they work with you is they get all of you. You know, you, you are genuine in your enthusiasm for other people's businesses. And it's not it's not made up. You know, it's not it's not a mask. It's true and it's authentic. So um, so I likewise, I would happily recommend you to anyone. And I absolutely 100 percent mean that. And if anyone wants to ask me for a reference for you, reference. I'd be very happy. thank you thank you so much janet um and we will speak to you soon thank you fantastic thanks vanessa